This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Welcome to the radio program Warning with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, the founder and president of World Ministries International and Eagle Saving Nations. Today, we continue with the message shared by evangelist pastor Paulette Williams. The goodness of God, God is so good. Now let's continue where we left off yesterday. Do you know why the light is still in the earth when he's at the right hand of the Father? Because all of you, because all of you, you, greater is he who's in you. The light is in the earth. The light is in you. And the light is still in the earth. And so you need to realize when he said that He was the light that's coming to the earth. He was answering his father. He said, let there be light. Light was. And then he says, I'm the light that came into this earth. I'm the light that's come into the world. And his light remains because all of you, temple of the living God, temple of the Holy Ghost. You're the light, the city upon the hill that cannot be hid. Thereby the light is still in the earth. And he's the head of the body of Christ. So he's still has the light in the earth. So let's go ahead and look over at Psalms 118. I want you to know the goodness of God prepares you. And through that goodness, you have everything you have need of. So many things are coming down the pipeline, but I thank God that he's got it all prepared for us. And we just need to be in his goodness in the land of the living. Psalms 118, looking over at verse 29, And it reads, oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good and his mercy endures forever. No time is his mercy not enduring. His mercy endures forever. And no matter what you have to go through upon this earth, his goodness is in you. His goodness favors you. His goodness takes care of you in the land of the living. Now, they may try to kill America in in a lot of different ways with all the things that they were doing. Something that surprised me that I saw on the Internet was a lady. She was at Whole Foods. She was filming herself and said, watch me buy my food with my hand. And she took her hand and put it on the scan and boom, her food was paid for. And she's like, look, she had the chip. She used the chip. She had the chip inserted. She just had to put her hand there. Then I watched the next one. And this was some very wealthy people. And they must have had a mansion. Beautiful place. To go in their bedroom, she puts her hand on the screen. 
to open her doors to her bedroom. She puts her hand on the screen to open the door to her office. She puts her hand on the screen to get through the door of the kitchen. And they showed how they put that chip. It's a square thing and they put it underneath your skin. And every place in her home, she has to use a chip to enter. I said, yeah, when the thieves come, they're just gonna take your hand off your arm <laughs> and go through every door. That's what my mind went to. I imagine like, lady, you think that you have security, but if they come in, they know just cut your hand off and go through every door. Isn't that terrible? That's what I thought. But I said, you know, I'm not doing that. I don't care if you call it the mark of the beast or you don't. You're not putting it in my forehead and I ain't taking it in the hand. I'm not going to do that. But I have a, a friend and she collects seeds. And I tell you, if you can get your hands on seed, start to get your garden and start to fix your own food. Food's going to become scarce. But I thank God that if we gravitate together, then whoever has this food, whoever has that food, you come to church, you share what you have with the body of Christ. There was once a man that was a missionary in Africa. Africa, you know, can have the cracked land and be very dry and desert-like. When this one man, he didn't have money, but he had vegetables. So he would bring the vegetables for his tithe. And he kept on doing that. And then all of a sudden they had such a dry spell. Nobody had food. Guess what? He was in abundance because whatever man sows, he reaps. He reaped abundance that none of his land dried up, but the rest around him was cracked dry ground. So he started just bringing to the church the fruits and the vegetables. He was bringing it as a tithe. He just started bringing tithes and offerings and offer to all the people and that church didn't starve because God made sure that he was blessed. He had been sowing his vegetables and his whatever vegetation he had, that's what he was sowing. So he started harvesting and his land was flourishing and it was green and flourishing. So I believe this. I believe that when we gather ourselves, how good God is going to be in the land of the living is that we'll share what we have yes. with one another and God will have an abundance. There's something I'm going to teach you later on about how God does what he does. Second Corinthians seven ten. I would have lost heart lest I believe, but Jesus says, why call thou me God? There's none good, but God. Second Corinthians seven ten. Turn there with me. Second Corinthians seven ten. For godly sorrow works repentance to salvation, not to be repented of. For the sorrow of the world worketh death. Now, when you look at that, godly sorrow works repentance to salvation. That goodness in the land of the living is the fact that you have repentance to salvation. You have opportunity as a child of God to repent. Not everybody gets that opportunity that you repent unto salvation. When you repent unto salvation, God is right there with you. Whatever you have need of, he will provide it for you. And that's why God is good all the time. He said it worketh repentance to salvation. But when you're in the world and Jesus prayed for us, he said 
that they be not of the world, but I pray for them in the world, that they be not of the world. So we're not of the world that goes to death. And there's a lot of people that are starting to worry about that we're going to all die. We're going to not have food. We're going to, and they're kind of panicking about what's going to be for 2024, what's coming down the pipeline. But I believe that God, when you're going from repentance to salvation, I'm a firm believer in repentance. Yes. You need to repent daily. You need to have a lifestyle of repentance because you can't stand before God. And God says, well, you did this. Oh, God, I'm sorry. It's too late. It can lead you to hell. Like, for instance, unforgiveness. And you didn't bother to forgive somebody that asked for forgiveness. And then you stand before God and say, oh, God, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. You know, my heart. You know how I am. (laughs) That's not going to help you standing before him. When you have to give an account for every word and deed done, that's not going to help you. You need to repent here. Get it straight here. Get it right here. And then you'll understand your repentance to salvation. That's good for your salvation. Because the world likes to unforgive. The world likes to hate. It likes to do all this protesting and all this hatred. That's not going to help you when you do what the world does. But it'll help you what God said that you repent to your salvation. Amen. So how do we walk in the goodness of God? We practice and exercise the God kind of love that is already in your heart. And we're now going to look at 1 Peter 3, 15. 1 Peter, and we're going to chapter 3, verse 15. 1 Peter 3, 15. And it reads, But sanctify the Lord in your hearts, And be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Sanctified in your heart, be ready always. Be ready always. Because someone's going to come and ask you for that, why you have that hope, why you've got that joy, why you've got that faith, why do you believe? And you need to be ready always to give that answer. Now look at 2 Timothy 4, 2. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 2. I would have lost heart lest I believe. 2 Timothy 4, verse 2. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reproof, rebuke, exalt with all suffering and doctrine. He said, preach the word. That's why you need to be ready to give an answer to anyone that asks you for why you believe what you believe. Preach the word. Your life is a living epistle. Preach the word. Because people in this time, they need a word. They need to have a hope. They need to know that it's okay what's coming. It's all right. So many people are starting to say something's about to happen. Something's about to happen. I'm almost sick of hearing it. Something is about to happen. Something's coming. Something's coming. Yeah. The devil knows his time is short. That's all right. Preach the word. Correct. Rebuke and encourage. So the word translates ready comes from a Greek word for stand. How many times have God said to you stand and then stand therefore? How many times has God come up to you and he wants you to preach the word? And sometimes people are like, well, I need a pastor to preach that. Uh, You know, I need a leader that knows more than I do. 
No, you don't. Because whatever word has gotten into your heart, out of the buns of your heart, your mouth will speak. And when when someone will come up to me and they'll say, will you pray for me? And then they tell me a bunch of stuff and I'm kind of going, God, (laughs) I'm not even sure what scripture to apply to that. Uh, God. And I said, but your word says, open up your mouth and I'll feel it. If you ever see me when I'm praying for somebody and my mouth will go and I'll do that. I do it because I mean, Holy Spirit, my jaw has dropped. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) And I mean, feel it. And I will close my eyes and start to pray for a person. And it happens every time. And I pray. And it's the most nonsense stuff I ever thought to put together. Who's talking? The Holy Ghost. Because I drop my mouth and he feels it. He prays. That's why you preach the word. He's not going to send you to anybody that you are not already well equipped with all the word that has gotten into you that you cannot bring it forth up out of your heart. He'll pull it straight up and you'll talk to that person, to the combination of that person's heart, because God knows all men's hearts and he'll give you the combination of it and he'll unlock that person's heart. And I tell you, I'll open my eyes and the person's flooding with tears and I'm looking and I'm like, okay, God, I, I agree with everything I pray because I didn't understand none of this. And you know what they'll tell me? I only told that to God. God only knew that. God was the only one that could have. How did you know that? How did you know this? How did you know that? I didn't know anything. I knew open up your mouth. And then he said, I'll fill it. So I'm going to let him fill it. And when he feels it, then all of a sudden the person has what they need. He said, preach the word. You're a living epistle. Preach the word. Talk to whoever God sends you to talk to, because he knows greater is he who's in you. He knows the word. He's the word out of the abundance of your heart. Your mouth will speak tongue of the ready writer right on the tablets of their heart. Preach the word. Now, be ready in season and out. And ready stands in the Greek for, for stand. The idea is always to stand by, always on duty, ready to go. Because I don't ever believe there is an out season. I don't believe that. Because when I think I'm comfortable and I'm in an out season, all of a sudden God requires something in me and immediately it becomes in season. I just believe there's an in season <laughs> all the time. Be ready all the time. Just be ready to give an answer. Now, there are changes coming in America. So we have, you know, perilous times, rumors of war and all types of things, digital dollar, all types of things coming. I want you to look at First Kings 17, one through seven. This is why I said I would have lost heart lest I believe, because this is something that I know even from my family is the truth. First King, chapter 17. So turn over to 1 Kings 17. We're going to start with verse 1. And this is about Elijah. Elijah, the Tishbite, was the inhabitant of Gilgad and unto Ahab, as the Lord of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. You see the power of your word? You see the power of your word? That's Old Testament. You have a new and better testament, new and better covenant with better promises. He said, at my word, 
you have to understand that you're created in the image of the Lord. Genesis 1:23. let us make man in our own image and our own likeness. What did God say? Go to Genesis first one, not right now, but go to Genesis first one and start to, to underline when he said he did, he made, he said he did, he made. He said you're created in his image. He said, and what Elijah just said, at my word, you have a say. You have a say. We would go on outreaches in Hawaii and we were like the intercessors and we come on the grounds and it'd be raining. And you know what we learned? We looked at the clouds and we said, hold your water and go out to sea and dump that because we'd have a major outreach for thousands of people. We don't have time for you to be pouring rain on us. And we look at those clouds stand in a field while they're building the stage and we command those clouds, go out to sea and dump that water, hold your water. You know what it do? It hold its water. It didn't rain on us and we stopped it. You think Jesus, when he got up and he said, peace be still, you don't have the power. You think you don't? My son was walking and he was in college and he said, mom, there's a, a wild dog down there. And I got across the railroad tracks. I said, well, speak to the dog and tell it to go and get out of your way in Jesus name. He said, but mom, it could bite me. I said, boy, speak to that dog. And you know what the dog did? He stopped barking, looked at my son and ran away. He said, according to my word, your word has power if you use the word of God. Quick and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing center of soul and spirit of joint and marrow, be a discerner of the thought and intent of the heart. Your word has power. Amen. Now look over at verse two. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence and return thee eastward and hide thyself by the brook Cherith that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook and I will command the ravens to feed thee there. So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord. And he went and dwelt in the brook Cherith and that is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening. And he drank from the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. The reason I bring that up is because of my family. And the fact that God caused those ravens to go ahead and bring food to Elijah. Well, my grandfather was Reverend C.S. Keys, and he was a Baptist preacher since he was 18. My grandmother, some say she was 14, some say she was 16, but she married him. So he became the first Baptist preacher of late Charles, Louisiana. And he built a beautiful uh, Baptist church that still stands to this day. So in his lifetime, he had five churches and he's preaching on a Sunday, two to three churches every Sunday. And that's further out in Fenton. And so my mother was first born of 12 kids and my auntie, she was second born and they were in the field and I mean in the backyard and they were playing. So my grandfather after service took the family home and then he went to go get meat. Well, there was no meat. So my grandmother's fixing dinner, you know, after service and he goes to get meat and he's gone for a couple hours. And so instead, my grandfather, he's a sweet man. 
He's helping this one repair the fence. He's helping this one, you know, paint the paint the building, paint the house. He's helping this one because Mrs. Such and such needs help. He does all that and come back with no meat, but it's dinner time. So you know what God did? God took some blackbirds and made them fall. And that's why I bought up Elijah. God is a provider. So my mother and my auntie, and she would just fuss about it. Oh, just because Papa wouldn't bring the meat home, we had to be cleaning birds. <laughs> so upset. But my grandmother, by the time he came home, and he used to call her Shine, he said, Shine, I forgot the meat. But the meat was already on the stove cooking. Because God made those birds come and drop into their yard and somehow their feet get so tangled they can't fly. And they went and just had to pick up the birds for as much meat as my grandmother needed, and they still had meat left over. There were so many birds. But they took as much as they wanted, and the rest of them flew away. Flew away. Because God is a provider. I would have lost heart lest I believe in the goodness of God in the land of the living. And that's why I wanted to bring up Elijah. And yet we're going through perilous times, but God is good. Amen. He's going to do the providing. I fully believe if we get in an altercation and I'm stuck somewhere, water's going to be there. And nobody got to bring it to me and I ain't got to go get it. He's just going to make sure I have a drink of water. If I need some food and I'm under some building, the food's just going to come. It's not impossible. He took two fish and five loaves of bread and multiplied it. What's going to be hard for him? I'm a firm believer in the power and the authority of God. I'm a firm believer that he's able just for my family not to have the meat, but they're servants of the Lord. And he provided for Elijah. He provided for the Keys family. He provided it. And they didn't really have to ask for it because he already knew my grandfather was going to bring the meat, <laughs> which I just laugh at. But it so happened. So understand that you need for the goodness of God. You need to be reading your word. You need to pray often. You need to walk in love. All these things. If you continue in the lifestyle of expecting his goodness. I expect his goodness. I expect him to help me. I expect him to provide. My husband and I, why does he have that testimony? Because we expect him to heal him. We expect that God is good. And we're going to eat and, and survive and be healed and all the things that we have need of in the land of the living because God is good and his goodness, his mercy endures forever. I believe that. And I believe you need to have that in these times. The last scripture is Psalms 23, 6. Let's go to Psalms 23, 6. I believe in, in God and I don't believe that he leaves or forsake us. I believe that he knows what he's doing and how he's doing it. Psalms 23. And we're going to verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Surely goodness and mercy. His goodness, his mercy that endures forever is going to follow me always because I do dwell in the house of the Lord. And like I said to you, 
Hell don't belong to me. Amen. I'm not going there. It wasn't made for me. But I know that the pearly gates and streets of gold was made for me. A place he's prepared for me in his father's house is many mansions. I believe that my place is already prepared. But I know I got to walk according to his word. And though we have hard times coming, we still are more blessed than the rest of the word. Amen, church. Amen. Amen. Father, we just thank you for this word and we thank you, Heavenly Father, that you had your way with the word of God. We pray, Heavenly Father, that every word that has been spoken, seasoned with salt and Father God, that they got the nuggets out of what they needed to know. Because God, we truly believe you are good. We pray for anybody in the sound of my voice that you understand if you have not accepted Jesus, your savior, I ask you right now that you bend your your head and let's say this prayer. <coughs> Father God, we ask you, Lord God, in Jesus name to forgive me of all my sin, to remove my sin as far as the east is from the west, that Jesus Christ, you come into my heart. I accept you as my savior, that the father raised you from the dead. And I thank you that my name could be written down in the Lamb Book of Life. In Jesus name, I accept you and receive you. And now say amen. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.